Hey friend, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm your host, Susan Vandenhubel. She Connects is part of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. If you didn't know, over at She Rises, we are impassioned to see women set aside whatever may be holding them back from rising to their fullest potential. Drop by, check us out. We have a lot of resources available to help you grow in your faith. But in the meantime, let's connect over whatever God has placed on my heart for us this week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm Susan Vanden Heuvel. I get to be your host again this week. So honored that you're tuning in again. You are going to love my guest this week. Um, I've known her for quite a while, her and her hubby. I don't know her kids so much anymore as they've gotten older, but they are just as adorable as their parents. (laughs) But this conversation is really going to be so beneficial to you, just really trying to reclaim 2020 and step into 2021 stronger and better and maybe more equipped, um, maybe is a better word. So with that, let me introduce to you my friend, Amber Stumpf, and thank you for joining us, Amber. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about you and where you're coming from. Thank you, Susan. It's so good to be here. I am Amber. I have two kiddos. One is 11, one is eight. And uh, we live in Lakeville, Minnesota. We um, call ourselves community volunteers. We're super involved in our community. Both Ben and I love the roles that we get to play just in life, right? And the things that we get to do and put ourselves out, which we were trying to do in an online community. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm excited uh, here toward the end of our conversation here. I'm going to give people an opportunity to be able to find you and follow along because um, you guys are just putting out such great content into the world. It's so encouraging. And I don't know, nowadays we just can take all the encouragement and the inspiration that we can get in any way, shape, or form. So (laughs) you and, uh, you and your hubby created something called copper bottom. Mm -hmm. A little bit about that. Well, I will say that, um, copper bottom, you might know this Susan, as you start something, it doesn't always look the same as you walk through the process. So what we thought we were doing with copper bottom isn't actually what we ended up doing, but the reason why we keep holding on to copper bottom is because we are doing the thing that we know that we need to be doing and we're just struggling through it. So right now copper bottom is an online community um, and we're just striving to inspire this community to create a life that they love. We call ourselves dreamers, activators, and joy bringers. And in a time like now, when it feels like everything could divide us. We're just choosing to put ourselves out there as a group of people that are looking for more positivity and support. And so we have daily posts and we're hoping to um, encourage people to move forward and we want to engage and share with people. But it's an evolved version of what we originally thought that we were going to be doing. We have always wanted to inspire others to live generously. And this is just where we've been led to. Mm, That's so good. Uh, You guys are going to just love this conversation and you really do uh, need to follow along with them because these guys can just give you a daily dose of, of encouragement, but you started 
Uh, you and Ben this year started something that you titled 12 Obstacles to Reclaim 2020. Um, before we dive into that, tell the listeners what prompted that series. Well, we noticed that our family and friends were not loving this year. Everyone around us is talking about all the things that are happening to us. And um, we were noticing that a lot of people were just wishing that this year or this season would end. And what we really want to do is to help people to find the ways that they can end the year strong. And so 12 obstacles to overcome um, and reclaim 2020 um, is just 12 different things that we have identified that are challenging us. And if they're challenging us, we also see that they're challenging you. And how can we work through these things together and talk them through and engage with each other in a way that offers each other the support that we need? Mm -hmm. And why would you say it's important to not leave those obstacles unchecked? Yeah, so we all want to end the year strong, right? We keep saying when we get to 2021, (laughs) when 2021 gets here, then we're going to have this all figured out. Then this is going to feel better. But the reality is that these obstacles that we're facing are going to carry through into this next year and possibly farther. They're going to be things that we see again in the future. They're things like lack of clarity. We're all dealing with lack of clarity at times where we can't see what the next thing is, or we don't understand why things are happening the, the way that they are. But I like the way that um, you say it, Susan, is to reframe it in a way that helps us to kind of check the box and say, you know what, I can't actually fix this, but I'm willing to push through. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we say, let's see if we can maybe check some of these boxes before we get to the end of the year. Mm, That's so good. And I, I just want to circle back to something uh, that you just said, because it's, it's such an important point that you made these obstacles that we're going to do a deep dive into here momentarily, they're not just contained within the year 2020. I mean, really, truly, as as we begin to unpack these obstacles that you and Ben have covered up to this point, these are obstacles that show up in our lives throughout our lives. And, And so it isn't just, you know, once the calendar flips to 2021 that they're never going to make an appearance again. They will. (laughs) And so, you know, would you say that it isn't so much working toward avoiding these obstacles, but rather reframing it in, okay, so I know they're going to show up. How will I push through them? Absolutely. Part of this season for us on a personal level was losing our jobs. And as we evaluated how we were feeling about that, obviously that's a season of life that doesn't feel very good. And at first we didn't even want to talk to anyone about it because both of us hate that feeling that you feel when others feel bad for you. You know, not even that we were embarrassed that we lost our jobs and we didn't want to make anyone feel bad for us. (laughs) But when we did start talking about it, what we realized was everyone's going through a struggle. And so just kind of shining that spotlight on the struggle allows us to reframe it allows us to take that look at it. And we have so much more positivity and light in this world when we're willing to be transparent about what we're going through. So this isn't just affecting Ben and Amber. This is, these are things that are affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's why we choose to continue to reflect back on the struggle. 
Mm, that's so good. And I think that there's so there's so much impact. I mean, the far reaching impact of one person, you know, or as a couple, the both of you being willing to be vulnerable and opening up your lives, you know, kind of pulling the curtains back, if you will, and and allowing people into your story, into your life. It then makes other people feel like, okay, so I'm not alone in this struggle. And um, because feeling alone in the struggle is an awful feeling. So I just want to just commend you both and say thank you so much for for just being willing to share your lives and your struggles with people. And um, I just really believe that the far reaching impact is more than probably what you even know. So thank you. Thank you. At this point, uh, you and Ben have completed five mini videos out of those 12 obstacles. Um, together, you have covered these, these obstacles of lack of clarity, lack of control, all of the viewpoints, layers of frustration, and too much distraction. I mean, don't you think that all five of those, I mean, we could do a whole episode on, right? <laughs> so these are great topics and all of us have experienced each of these obstacles in 2020, but let's start with the first obstacle, lack of clarity. Tell us why this has been such an obstacle and how we can flip the script. Yes. Um, well, we're all experiencing lack of clarity right now. It's not just something that happened in a moment, it's ongoing. And especially as women, we like to know the plan. We like to know where we're going and how long it's going to take to get there. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And simple things it feels like these days aren't clear for us. So I use the example of going to the grocery store. I was really good at going to Target. And then all of a sudden I got to Target one day and there was a new entrance and I had to figure out which was the sanitized versus unsanitized cart. And I had to pay attention to the arrows on the floor, which I was not good at. And I got the dirty looks. (laughs) Um, And then I had to be aware of my surroundings when I came to the checkout and I had to be invited to come up to the checkout and just so many things that I felt like, man, this was a social norm that I thought I had figured out and it's no longer clear. And when nothing's clear, that's when we tend to operate in a frustrated mindset. But how do we flip the script? We have to go back to how we can respond because that's the only thing that we can control in these times, right? Is how we respond. Can we change it? Nope. Um, If we complain about it, does that make a difference? Nope. But we check our response. And one of the things that has helped us is that we limit the inputs because a lot of times there's just too much information and our minds were not made to hold the amount of information that's been given us because then we wanna figure it out. And so when we limit the inputs, it gives us that margin and the clarity in what we're looking for. And we can choose to keep walking forward and decide how to keep our joy in the midst of the circumstances. Mm, That is so good. So good. Oh, all right. So the next one, lack of control. Tell us about this obstacle and how we can flip this script. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't lack of control happen for us every day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just when we think we're having a normal day and we're rushing to get dinner on the table. And our kids are running around and we just realized we forgot one ingredient for our dinner and our phone keeps sending us notifications and we feel like we're losing control. 
and what happens in those moments again we get easily frustrated we feel stressed and anxiety starts to creep in and that comes out as frustration with people around us and so how do we flip the script on that we have to remember that the only thing we can control again is our response and so what this looked like for us in this season, lack of control. We had no idea what we were going to do with putting our kids in school in the fall. And we kind of delayed making that decision because it, the weight of it felt too heavy. It felt like half of our friends are going to switch to homeschool and half of our friends are totally okay with sending their kids to school. And we don't, we don't know what to do, but we know we, we have to make a decision. And when we struggled through the decision, we instead of venting our frustrations out to our community, we vented those frustrations out to each other. And so thankfully mm-hmm. I have a husband who allows me to do that. <laughs> but just taking that time to vent the things that are going through your mind with somebody close to you made such a big difference because then the rest of the world gets a better version of you that isn't stuck in that pattern of negative thinking. And so that's been a big tool for me. Ah, wow. So (laughs) I just love that because I I think that so often, I mean, especially if, I mean, if we're going to be honest, if we're just, you know, thinking even about, you know, the social media type outlets, I mean, you know, it can be so negative and, and to just project that onto those platforms, it's, it doesn't necessarily help you feel better, but if you have that one person in your life that maybe you're not so much looking for a solution or a fix it, but I just need to like talk this out. So would you say that, that, that you're not always so much looking for a solution or somebody to maybe fix it per se, but I just need to like talk it out. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Sometimes just calling a girlfriend and saying, okay, I know I know your perspective on this and I know that it's different than what I'm thinking. Help just help me understand where you're at. And like you said, talk it out, being willing to talk it out to them. There's a transparency in there too, though, isn't there? Being willing to have those conversations and say, I haven't, I don't necessarily, I haven't figured out what to do about this, but I'm willing to talk through my options. Another thing, you know, going back to what you said about social media, Susan, I think we're seeing so many people that want to have a strong opinion and, and that's okay. We're all entitled to have opinions, but I think sometimes if we could just reframe it to say, this is how I feel about this today, how much margin would we give ourselves to be able to change what we were thinking with new information? Cause we have new information every day right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so I think just sometimes giving ourselves the opportunity to say, you know what, this is just how I feel about this today and not feeling like we have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have a super strong stance on everything. Yeah. 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 So good. So the next obstacle that you and Ben covered, uh, you titled all of the viewpoints. (laughs) Tell (laughs) us about that one. (laughs) Oh man. Viewpoints. So even in, my own immediate family, so my parents and my siblings, we all share different viewpoints. And some of my family members are admittedly fearful in this season, and some are just fed up. 
And there's a lot of different opinions that are flying around about how we should carry ourselves right now. And what we're finding is that there's so many viewpoints that we're finding ourselves aggravated because our fuse has been shortened and we don't want to listen to the viewpoints as much. So one of the things that has helped us is to just remember that it's okay to turn off the loudest voices and that we get to control what we let in. So sometimes less information gives us the margin to process and our lives actually get richer with less. (laughs) Um, So it's just, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have that understanding that people are going to have different viewpoints. We still love our parents through their different viewpoints, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) And guess what? My kids who I've raised and I have controlled all everything in their life up until now, they still have different viewpoints than me. So (laughs) you really can't control it. (laughs) That's so good. And, you know, I keep hearing this kind of, theme, kind of this thread in these obstacles that you have talked about up to this point, you keep saying, you know, so we decided to control what we could, or we decided to control this. And I love that common thread that is weaved through all of these obstacles. And I would probably venture to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it will probably be weaved into the obstacles that you have yet to um, record and and share with the community. And so, man, I mean, if we can just, we can think, well, I don't have control over all of these things, but what do you have control over? Love that. Oh, Amber, these are so good. All right. So the next obstacle that you guys covered was uh, titled layers of frustration. Layers of frustration. So we find ourselves in these days, having moments where everything feels great and then we get frustrated and then everything feels great again. And then we get frustrated. And it almost seems like when you climb back out of it, for those of us who are really driven and want to move forward, we don't want to see another layer of frustration, Um, but it's inevitable, right? The the frustration is just going to keep coming. And so what's that common thread that we just talked about? It's just, how are we going to respond? We know that The one thing we know about struggles is that they're just, they're going to keep coming at us. If you've gotten through a struggle before, you know that they're, that they don't end. There's another one coming. Even if you're in a season where everything looks beautiful and great, there's going to be another challenge that's going to come at you. And we can't take in all of the frustration, but somehow we've just got to figure out how to offer more patience and support for each other through it. Mm, That's good good. Be a grace giver. Just keep giving. And I think that we forget, well, at least I do like Susan, offer yourself grace, you know, extend yourself. um, Cause we're all in this together. So, all right. So the other, the last obstacle that we're going to cover on this week's episode is titled too much distraction. Tell us about that. Yes. So doesn't everything feel like a distraction these days? Amen, sister. I feel like (laughs) um, just, you know, trying, just trying to do your job, but you feel like there's maybe information out there that you need to look at, or there's a governor message coming up, or there's a change happening in a policy somewhere. It just feels like everything could easily derail us from where we were pointed in our day. And so 
checking that distraction box is saying, yep, we see the distractions are going to keep coming, but we, again, we get to choose. We have a choice on whether or not we let the distractions in. And some of them are just not worthy of our day. And so taking that time, maybe that looks like turning off the TV for a bit. Maybe that looks like actually sitting down and having coffee with a friend, but there there's just different ways that we can recenter ourselves and not continue to let the distractions control our day. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, we can just be swept away with even before all of the things happened in 2020. I mean, the world is just, you know, full of distractions before even 2020 happened. And I just think it's so important to maybe sometimes even set our phone down to pick up our lives, you know? And so, and I, I love my, love my phone, use my phone. I'm not anti, please don't send me messages because that's not, (laughs) not what I'm saying. But I, I just think that, that sometimes we, we live in a culture that is, is so, connected while at the same time being so disconnected. Oh, so good. Amber. One of the things that we do, Susan, we do try to have a day a week that we turn our phones off um, and it's extremely helpful. Um, Sundays is our day that we just want to have that day of rest. And we do, we leave our phones plugged in and kind of like our little station that we have in our home and we don't touch them. We don't look at them. Um, And then even taking it a step further with our kids to pick a day a month, we call it family day unplugged. And so we put our phones in airplane mode and we just go out and we have fun. And it's so important to remember how to operate. I mean, even we challenge ourselves, we'll say, you know, we were going to try to find such and such new place, but I wonder if we could actually find that without GPS. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Can can we buy paper maps anymore? (laughs) I don't even know. Are they available? (laughs) Oh, that is such a great habit as, as just um, individuals, whether you have kids or not. I mean, that is just so, so empowering and so healthy. I mean, just mentally and emotionally just to go off the grid. I love that. Love that. So good. In one of the videos that you and Ben uh, offered to the community, you both gave an example of how beautiful the fall season is. And yet um, we know that it's about to usher in a season of dormancy. Uh, Using that example, you both went on to talk about how we can rest in a season of what feels dormant. Explain that and give our listeners an example of what that might look like for us in our everyday lives. Yeah. So we felt like we were in a season of stride for a bit there. Our kids are doing really well in school. They were loving the activities that they were involved in. We're both doing really well in our jobs. We loved our jobs. And then all of a sudden the struggles started coming and it kind of felt like the leaves falling off the tree. But when we took a step back and evaluated what was actually happening, we realized that we were actually just entering a season of rest and we we're choosing to look at the things that were happening around us as things that were happening for us and not just to us. And that when we could do that, then we could choose joy and then we could continue to be our happy selves. And we didn't have to show the world that we were sad in this sadder, lesser version of ourselves. Um, we even had some friends reach out to us when they learned that we had lost our jobs because they wanted to check in and see if we had any forward movement, um, which is so sweet. 
all that we could say was no, no forward movement yet. We're going to keep looking. We're going to keep dreaming. We love the place that we're in. Um, there have been lots of good conversations, but it was almost like we didn't want to know what the next thing was yet because we were in that place of waiting because we've been in that season before. We know that that's the place where God works so much on our heart. And so mm-hmm. it was almost like we, we embraced the season um, because we had been through times like it before. And, you know, it always sounds so cliche and what we know it's true that we're going to walk through the other side better. Like we know that there's going to be something better on the other side, but to just take a moment to say, you know what, like we need this peace and rest. And we know that this is where God's working on our hearts. Mm, I love that. And I think that sometimes people can think of rest and like, they're just like being idle and like so much inactivity and just kind of sitting there, you know, and, and, but I think that rest is so powerful because even in rest, you're still, you're still in that dreaming and you're still choosing joy. You're still, and so it's, I think that just even reframing rest and what that looks like, that it's not that, that you're just sitting there and watching life go by. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, you know, I just think that sometimes we need to reframe even what rest looks like and, and define that um, maybe a little bit better in our lives. Uh, That you and Ben encourage people to hold tightly to purpose. Why do you think that's important? Well, something that we've learned is that the struggles do keep showing up even, you know, way back when we were early married, the day after we got back from our honeymoon, Ben lost his job. And then he series of jobs. And then he, he had one of the next job that he had received. And again, this is early marriage. He had an accident with his hand that left him without work and he was on workers comp. And I mean, that was a season where it was like, I think our rent at that time was $900 a month. And he was bringing in $800 a month. And I was a full-time student. And so there's just, you know, the, the things that struggle, we started a construction company and failed at it. We had a season where we were in pre-foreclosure on our home. So we've, we've just seen so many things, but we've seen the other side of it. And so why is it important to focus on our purpose? Because that's the thing that separates those of us who are going to sit in the struggle and those are who, those who are willing to get back up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just, we bring it back to our purpose. Can we still be mindful, joyful, and generous, even when all of this is going on? Can we lean in? Can we learn things from this? And so we just apply that as a filter and just try to constantly remind ourselves that can we still see our purpose even in the midst of this? Oh, love that. Would you say that, you know, here you are on the other side of many of those struggles and even ones that you, you know, maybe didn't share right now. But would you say that looking back, I am a stronger and better person. Was that hard? Yeah. I mean, I don't have my head in the sand. and I'm not trying to, you know, say that, oh, it was just, you know, a walk in the park because it really wasn't. It was hard. It was challenging. But I'm a, a stronger and better person for having gone through. Absolutely. Yep. I think one of the things that it's helped me to learn is that I don't have to have things figured out. I just have to keep trying. That's really all I have to keep trying. 
just try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you, that you were vulnerable here and shared that you guys even stepped out and tried something and it didn't go so well. And you used the word failed at. And I think that so many times people are, are scared, you know, to step out, to find out. And, and even if it doesn't go the way you necessarily thought it would, or you were hoping get back up and keep trying, keep do something else or you guys are just just amazing such a great example of that and modeled that really well finally so give us a sneak peek of what obstacles you and ben will be covering in the future mm-hmm. well this week we're talking about changing expectations <laughs> um so it seems like we're you're kind of standing on um shifting sand lately right and and we definitely like to have a foundation underneath us some of the other things that we feel like are obstacles are inflexibility and pride and divisiveness, things that we're seeing that are coming out in us that um, aren't the prettiest versions of ourselves right now. And we could probably go on and on and on. We could, we wouldn't be able to stop at 12 weeks unless we chose to, I think, uh, because <laughs> there are so many obstacles right now. Um, but we also think, you know, maybe it'd be a good idea to pivot in January and just just keep talking, but how do we dream in the struggle? Ooh, that's good. That's going to be really good. I love that. That because you're in something doesn't mean that you can't still dream. Um, so love that. Uh, finally, uh, how can people find you, uh, and Ben and follow along if they are just feeling, inspired and spurred on through this short conversation. There's more to be had. So where can they find you? Well, if you choose to find us, we, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too, but um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if you just typed in the hashtag copper bottom life, that's how you would find us. Copper bottom life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Amber, it's been such a joy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us and just speaking life and hope and joy um, over listeners. And I just really believe that even um, maybe somebody listening to this in the future that would you know stumble across this, that it's such a timely conversation for whatever season somebody might be in, you know, five years down the road, this will still be such a relevant conversation because obstacles are going to continue to be there. They're going to continue to show up. And so what do we do? And, and instead of uh, just something that I've been thinking a lot about is, okay, so I have a choice here and um, I can choose to allow this situation as difficult as it is to either make me bitter or to make me better. Uh, And we all have that choice. It's a choice and no one else can, uh, if I'm going to be brutally honest, nobody can make that choice for us. Nobody else can decide that for us. And um, so, and that is control right there. I have control (laughs) over that decision. I have control over that. So see, every day, every day, (laughs) we can can for it today, but tomorrow we'll be doing it. Yes. (laughs) Repeat. (laughs) So, all right. Well, thank you everybody for, for joining us on the podcast this week. We hope that this was an encouragement to you and, 
I just really believe that there are probably people even in your life that could be encouraged by this week's episode and even by you sharing how to connect with Ben and Amber on the socials. So we encourage you to do that. Stay well and just know that we are believing in and for you. Uh, And I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that blessed and inspired you in your faith. I so enjoyed connecting with you this week. Would you consider sharing with others and leaving a review? I know that it's not about numbers to me. It's really about helping as many people as I can with the message of She Rises. And by following, sharing, and leaving a review, it may it helps other people find this podcast and they too can be inspired in their faith. Thank you so much for following along. And again, remember that you matter and your life matters.